With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Happy Halloween time. I'm Roz Hernandez. I'm a comedian and the host of the paranormal comedy podcast, Ghosted by Roz Hernandez, produced by Starburns Audio. On my podcast, I talk to famous people, comedians, experts, and listeners about all things paranormal. We're talking Ouija boards, poltergeists, aliens, psychics, demons, Bigfoots, and of course, ghosts. My podcast is weekly all year long. And I've got over three years of episodes currently available for all your spooky needs. Recent guests include Patton Oswalt. But it felt like the minute I walked away from the monitors and I couldn't see anything, that's when the ghost started moving around. Naomi Ekparrigan. A ghost isn't like somebody, it's not like a return. It's like somebody who was like, "Mm, I don't feel like leaving. And Chris Colfer. Whatever it was slowly just disappeared. And that's when I knew, oh, that that was a uh, that was not a person. Subscribe to Ghosted by Roz Hernandez on Apple Podcasts and everywhere you get podcasts. Crab feast. You know what it's all about. This is the crab feast. I'm yelling, fuck that. You ain't gotta ask me, cause you can trust that. Every Tuesday, you already knew though. Orion Sick with Soccer Star, Juco. Above ground, cool goes better than most. Jay Larson, self diagnosed. Go down low this week, last week. Here we go again. Fuck the crab feast. It's the job. Good to touch your high pitch, JR. Sickle cell. Always tight. Always, you know, like the haircut. And tight. Jay Larson over here, jlarsoncomedy.com. Ryan Ryan Sickler Sickler on all social media, ryansickler.com. Any and all Crab Feast related info, thecrabfeast.com. And get over there and make sure you do your Christmas shopping now. If you're looking for some other ideas, we have some great sponsors this week. We sure do. Um,. Lost My Name is back, guys. You know, uh, again, those of you who have kids out there, how important it is and how fun it is to read to your children at night. Uh, Like I say all the time, I read to Stella every night. These books are fantastic. Uh, With the books from Wonderbly.com, you get so much. 
Um, imagine how excited your child will be if the book you were reading was all about them. That's exactly what you get from Wonderbleed.com and more. The creators of Lost My Name now have a variety of personalized books for any occasion with stories about Christmas, birthdays, and even a journey through Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Um, Wonderbleed offers one-of-a-kind personalized books that can make excuse me, can be made by you in minutes, uh, made by you for your child. The book literally doesn't exist until you press the button. With a variety of titles to choose from, you can find a book suitable for any child. They're wonderfully written and filled with hand-drawn illustrations, making them a true keepsake. Check out the entire range of personalized books at www.wonderbly.com. Uh, each child's there. There's so many different categories. Lost my name book is good for children zero to eight years. My golden ticket book is good for children five to twelve. My Christmas snowflake good for children two to eight years. Uh, go to www.wonderbly.com. That is w o n d e r b l y dot com and enter your little one's name for a full free preview of their story. Enter code CRABFEAST at checkout to get 15% off your order. Visit www.wonderbly.com today. You know, during the holidays, one thing that's always kind of a drag for me is my family all lives on the East Coast. And I'm sure there's plenty of you out there that there's family that you have that are far away that you can't see. Now, you could send a greeting card if you're old school, which would be really sweet. You could give a phone call, an email, or a FaceTime. But you can do all of those things any time of the year. A great way to show your love during the holiday season is to use pro flowers. Send a bouquet to let someone know, hey, the holidays are a different time. Do something different than just a card or just a phone call. It's so easy to do. A bouquet of festive plant from Pro Flowers is perfect because it's not the same old traditional gift. You know what I mean? It's going to be there for a while. As we've said a hundred times, Pro Flowers flowers are guaranteed to last seven days at least. I just want to say this. They sent us a nice thank you recently. I did what they said. I'm not joking. Three weeks that thing lasted. I'm going to tell you guys. Three some, weeks. I, I, Legit. I know, dude. And they, they're beautiful, beautiful. And they bloom. They That's get right. like better as it goes yeah, on. They didn't all raggedy at the end of three weeks. They still looked great. Exactly. And during the holiday season, there's so many more th- that Pro Flowers offers. Like their candy cane roses are a great option for a holiday gift, December birthday, or an anniversary. Or you can always go with their classic. This is where I'm at right here. Classic mini Christmas tree that comes with lights and ornaments, dude. That's tight. How cool is that? Especially if you have someone older in your family who's not going to put up a Christmas tree or someone who just doesn't have time to get one. Boom. No matter what you choose, our listeners get 20% off any flowers from or bouquet or plant of $29 or more. Pro Flowers bouquets and plants are guaranteed to stay fresh, and you control the delivery date. That's the coolest thing. Go right now. What's today? The 5th? If you go right now and order it, you can have it delivered on the 7th, the 14th, the 22nd, whatever you want. To get 20% off all bouquets of $29 or more this holiday season, go to proflowers.com and use our code CRAB, C-R-A-B, at checkout. That's proflowers.com and code CRAB. Everyone needs an ugly Christmas sweater this time of year. If you want bragging rights for the most talked about sweater at your Christmas parties, listen up. Uh, Tipsy Elves is definitely the place to go. I've got, I just bought my third one over there. Uh, they've got all kinds of different sweaters over there, from funny to festive to you name it. Uh, I think the one I got last time was Santa peeing his name in the snow. It's hilarious. They have great stuff over there. Um, Tipsy Elves literally has hundreds of Christmas sweater designs that are like nothing you've seen before. They're not for the faint of heart. 
Be the life of the party with hilariously irreverent designs. Check out all new 2017 sweater collection. You won't find them anywhere else. Tipsy Elf sweaters are all about fun, but are serious on quality and construction. So while you're shopping for your ugly sweater, check out their other holiday attire for yourself or as a gift like an adult onesie. They even sell wild and crazy ski suits for you skiers out there. For men, there's a three-piece Christmas suit. There's interactive sweaters that combine beer pong, cornhole, and hilarious holiday tees. Uh, For women, holiday leggings, sweater dresses, and cozy adult onesies. Specific sizing for men and women so everyone can get a perfect fit. Right now, our listeners get 20% off tipsyelves.com when you use our code CRAB at checkout. That's 20% off of anything you order on the site. Shop now so you have the best selection to choose from and have it in time for your ugly Christmas sweater party. Go to tipsyelves.com. Enter our code CRAB at checkout to get your 20% site-wide discount. That's tipsyelves.com. Enter our code CRAB. I'll tell you, I'm offering 20% off this episode, baby. Sup, what? 20% of free is free, son. Uh, we are excited to have back on the podcast. We love her to death. She's hilarious, and we're excited she's back. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the Crab Feast, Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee, welcome back welcome to the Crab Feast. Woo! Great to be here. Start Thank with a you. woo. Well, woo. Woo. I don't know if anybody's done that. I don't know if anyone's done out <laughs> <at> it. <laughs> I know who that is because my husband loves wrestling. Did he watch the 30 for 30? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He's, he's a big rest- like current wrestling head or is he like a he's everything. wrestling from yesteryear? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Make fun. Quick, I like you always say back head. to something that was happening Music before we head, started recording. Wrestling head. Um, yeah, he he just loves it all. He uh, he has a wrestling podcast. and um, Do you go just, on? No. You've I like hate on. wrestling. Is that okay? It should be, yeah, it's totally okay. Yeah. You be who you are. But I think it would be funny if you hated wrestling or on your husband's wrestling podcast. Yeah, I actually was on the podcast as the person who was like, I don't understand oh, yeah. any of this. <laughs> you should just be like in the back room being like, you guys are ridiculous! <laughs> just yelling like a, de- like a mom from the corner. Uh, um, my husband's convinced that I would love wrestling if I gave it a chance. He's like, he like really means it. He's like, I know you. I know what entertains you. You would like it. You just don't want to like it. And I was like, oh, there's probably some truth to that. Does he have dolls and stuff? Not dolls, but we have a chair in our living room that I think he got for free. And it has like a bunch of the different wrestlers printed on it. And it, I think it's from <laughs> WrestleMania. And yeah. you got it if you like sat um, in, in a certain <laughs> zone in the arena. <laughs> Where or did something. he get it? <laughs> I I actually don't know. I think a friend of his got him better seats, and then you get to like keep your seat. That like and you it's in your living room. Your se- yeah, it's it's our let's our, our go to guest chair <laughs> if we have someone else over I mean, and the couch doesn't hold them. My image. Get of- the Jimmy Snooker chair real quick. We got company. <laughs> when you sit in it, like it puts you in a sleeper hole. Like, <laughs> Give me everything. It's like <laughs> I don't ever picture you allowing that chair in your home. What does well, it look like? When, when the chair first came into our house, I looked at it and I said, "Absolutely not. That's disgusting. Why is it here?" And then he explained the, the backstory of how he got it, and it's like going to be worth a lot someday. <laughs> be worth a lot. <laughs> and I go, it "Does goes, he get along well with your mom?" Um, they go, they get along pretty well. Sounds yeah. like he might. Yeah. <laughs> so it's from it's from the first WrestleMania ever. No. Oh, so it's oh, not- from like the most recent one. <laughs> So it doesn't have value yet, <laughs> but it's a long play. It's yeah. a long play. Yeah, it's oh a long con. God. So then I go, that thing belongs in the office, if that. 
I mean, and I would, is it just? It looks like just a stadium chair. Yes, it's like it's plastic. a fold out. It's a fold out chair, like you Cup like holder? you would see at like a church luncheon, but oh, it has that? wrestling characters printed on it on the cushion part. If you wanted to, could you fold it up and bash it over someone's back? I mean, I feel like that was the intention of the chair. Mm-hmm. I feel like it doubles as some kind of weapon. <laughs> it it's not even like a lazy weapon. boy. Like that's like no. Th- I would be open to if there was some function to it, mm-hmm. but no, it doesn't. It doesn't vibrate. It doesn't massage. It's just a gross chair. And, <laughs> but and he so, le- but he then he put people- it. Then somehow it snuck into our living room because we had a friend over, and I, I was like, "Oh, where are you going to sit?" And he's like, "Hold on, I have a solution." And then he brought it out of the office, and it's just been in our living room ever since. Honestly, now that Get we're talking the about the it, chair, goddamn. Yeah, <laughs> I should. I should just. Um, I thought it was going to be some like office. cool chair where the headrest was a turnbuckle. You know what I mean? Not just some fold-out chair like that a says special WrestleMania thing. 18. Yeah, yeah no. Fucking it's... stapled on there and yeah. shit. <laughs> Drawn with a, on a paper towel. Just stapled. <laughs> oh, well, I hope it works out for you in the Thanks, long run. Thanks, guys. I hope that. I'm not sure what the going rate for that is right now. <sighs> I put up with a lot. I think it's going to be face value of those tickets. What that it might be. Worth. Um, will you please, before we get into this, will you promote whatever you like, uh, your social media, your all of it, please? Sure. Uh, Especially well, your show. Okay. Well, I'll start with social media. Uh, my Twitter is at the Jamie Lee, T-H-E-J-A-M-I-E-L-E-E. And then my Instagram's really Jamie Lee, <laughs> which is confusing. Listen, if you didn't believe Twitter, <laughs> really look up real. No, someone was trying to steal my... Someone was trying to... Someone did steal the at the Jamie Lee handle on Instagram. And, uh, Who yeah. was it? Was it another Jamie they, Lee? It actually just... was illegal. They were pretending to be me, and you can't do that. You can have a fan account, but you can't act like you're the person, or, or Instagram will shut it down. So they shut it down. Then I was like, can I have my handle back, though? Because that fake person had a lot more followers than the real Jamie Lee. And Instagram was like, no, sorry, that handle is just never going to be available to anyone ever again. We had to shut it down for real. <laughs> and so then I took really Jamie Lee as a retaliation to be like, wow, you it's really... me. I'm really Jamie Lee. Right. It's annoying. Anyways, this plug <laughs> took a while longer than I wanted it to. I have a book. It's called Wediculous. It's out in stores right now. And then I'm going to be on the second season of Crashing. Yeah, you are. On y- HBO, y- which y- premieres January 14th. January 14th. Yeah. That's January 14th. Check out season two of Crashing. Yes. Do it. Awesome. Well, great. Thanks for coming on. That's all the time <laughs> we have. <laughs> Bye. 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 Um. I still don't understand why anyone who would get out in front of the Jamie Lee. You know what you should do is you should start an Instagram handle for that chair of yours. Oh my god! And it's just all wrestling shit. What if it? Don't what have if more it, fucking followers? What if than it, you could um, ever wish if, for too? It was watch. like a map to um, the Garden Gnome, the traveling Garden Gnome. Oh yeah! And I just like send it all around the world, like a flat Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> like here's the chair in front of. The Leaning Tower of Pisa. That was the one I was just going to But then say. I don't pay for it to come back. <laughs> just it leave it just there. stays <laughs> just in Italy. Just leans up against the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye, chair. I just leaned it over there. You know what you should do is go to every WrestleMania with it out front, and then you have it outside of each one. Someone oh will take that off your hands right I away. I know. It's, it's probably already right worth away. something. Who knows? I don't think so. <laughs> Speaking of traveling, <laughs> why don't we start out there in France? When were you in France, by the way? Oh, um, I was in France. This was probably like 10 years ago. I was in France. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I went to France. My mom is in a French group, What's which that basically yeah. just means she takes French lessons with um, a group of women. And every summer, the teacher 
goes with them to France and they stay there for two weeks and do like an immersion oh. situation. My mom was in a French horn group, actually. You're so, so full of shit. <laughs> French horn lessons. Was she really? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was heavy, man. No. Bad choice. Are French horns the curly ones? Yeah, they're yeah. big ass. Yeah. Yeah. Keep a hand in the, in right, the horn. Right, right, right. Muffle it. Um, your mom might get along with my mom hmm. because um, what my mom did last year was she went on a, a group tour of the castle from Downton Abbey, did she? and cast members were there, Whoa! and there was a costume party. <laughs> Everyone wore costumes. My mom made her costume from an old tablecloth and came in second place. Did she wow. really? Yeah, Out of a tablecloth. That's my mom's What Stilo. got first? The drapes? Somebody nah, made some rich lady. My, my mom was not happy about it. <laughs> His motherfucking curtains beat me? God damn it. <laughs> but my mom, like, she, if you get her talking about it, forget it. It's going to be a solid three hours about Downton Abbey. How did, so, how, so did she, like, win a trip or is this a no, thing they do? You pay and you oh. go and they have, like, you know, they have, like, people from the show that are there that you can meet. You go on tours. I don't know. I don't wow. know if you sleep in there or whatever. Okay, cool. So your mom's in this French group, and (laughs) Uh, is it just the two of you? She she just takes you? She she was for a while, yeah. I would go with her in the summertime, and... uh, and one year we so they they always get like an Airbnb that you know holds everyone in the group, and we went to this one house. We were truly in the middle of nowhere. Like it was in I guess I don't even remember where it was. I How think it was like you? the Dordogne. It was like northern France, like the Moors of France, basically. I was um. Do you see how old I was? Oh yeah, I was like, did I just make that up that you asked that? Um, I think I was like twenty four or five, okay. and um. So we went to this, we stayed in this house and it was like on a hillside. It was the only house for miles. And the second I walked into the house, even though it was like, it looked pretty modern on the inside. The second we walked in, I was like, this place is creeping me out. And I've never felt that. I've never, I, I've never. The house on the hillside. <laughs> <laughs> a French tale. I, I really was like, just icked out. There was something about it. And like the woman who owned the house she she was staying there she's super nice like a younger woman really cool she had this like adorable bulldog and i was like there's a cool dog here i can get into that yeah, let's be honest she's a i'm a french lady a british bulldog <laughs> british bulldogs coincidentally on the wrestling chair at jamie's house. oh my god i stole the dog um yeah and we went there and i was like this place is ju-. i just was like skeeved out and I couldn't figure out why. And I kept telling myself, like, you're, you're, I don't, I was just being paranoid or I don't know. Did anyone else catch this vibe when they went no, in the house? No. But so my mom and I were staying down the hall from each other. We each had our own bedroom. And there was something about my bedroom, which was technically the nicer of the two bedrooms. Like, I don't know. It had like vaulted ceilings or something. But I, I remember walking into that bedroom and being like, this bedroom is the worst place I've ever been. Even though it was like, again, very pretty and like French countryside. French countryside. I was like, this this is like not a good place to be. Had so a guillotine. I- <laughs> yeah, right. That's a <laughs> Just a straight vibe. The ball with the spikes on the end. The, a vibe immediately when you stepped in. Yeah. I just was like gross. And it was midday. It wasn't like nighttime. And, you know, yeah. it wasn't in a particularly spooky time of the afternoon or anything. Um, but yeah, I was just like, this place, this room sucks. And then I walked down the hall in my mom's room and I was less creeped out. And I kept hanging out in her room and not wanting to go into my room. Like even to like change after showering. I was like, I don't want to be in there for like a second so my Damn. mom my mom finally was like 
it was like late at night. She's like, well, you got to go back to your room because she had, I, I think she, we both had, um, she's like, listen, when I'm in France, beds. I do my thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. But she was like, there's not enough. You can't split a bed with me. It's not like we have a California King. Like you have to go sleep in that room. There's not enough room. And, uh, and I was like, okay, fine. So I like went back down the hall and I went in there and I jumped into bed and like immediately closed my eyes and just kind of like grabbed the sheets. And I was like, just go to sleep. Like everything will be fine. Just go to sleep. And I'm telling you, I know it sounds psychotic, but when I was asleep, at one point I woke up and I was awake, but my eyes were shut because I was too afraid to open my eyes for fear that there was a woman laying on top of me, (laughs) like staring at me. No. Like hovering maybe an inch above my body That's parallel to feeling. me. Yeah, I was like, if I open my eyes, I will see a woman's face. Mm-hmm. And so... Bonsoir! There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's a French frown to your back. <laughs> Move uh, that'd be a really cool ghost. It just like gives you little tips. Like There's some fries under your pillow if you're hungry. <laughs> Um, yeah. And so I just was like, okay, powering through, powering through, like not going to open my eyes. And I did end up falling back asleep, but I never opened never. my eyes. No. Cause she was there. I was like, she's fucking there. There's a woman hovering above me. I can't open my eyes. So then I fell back asleep. And then the next morning there was scratching in the room, like a scratching in the walls. What do you mean? On the walls or you heard Like it? inside the walls. There was scratching. And I heard oh. the scratching and it was it wouldn't go away. And I finally brought it up to the woman downstairs. I was like, there's the scratching in my room. And she's like, oh, we have like Festival a rats. bug. We have like a bug problem sometimes. It could Bugs be that. that and I was like, but she probably said like, <laughs> oh, uh, time to time. Bug <laughs> problem. <laughs> have a croissant. <laughs> What fucking bugs are that big yeah, that they're making scratch Exactly. Noise? And it's granted, rats. I have not had experience with termites. Who knows? Like, maybe that's Mm-mm. a thing. But it was so loud. And I just kept the whole time hanging out in my mom's room, hanging out in my mom's room. Finally, uh, I hadn't checked my internet because we were kind of in the middle of nowhere and had really bad service. And finally, when I got to a place where I could check um, the internet on my phone, it was like one night when we went to dinner. I um, did some research on this house and I found out that it was built on a cemetery. It was just on a cemetery. Like it's literally in the of poltergeist, oh. poltergeist, like we moved the stones, but not the bodies. It is actually what happened with this house. And then I noticed that across the street was a cemetery. Um, and it was kind of like, it was one of those sort of like makeshift homemade ones. So yeah. you wouldn't see they it unless you were looking the for it. Yeah. And so, yeah, we were just straight up on a cemetery and I'm like that place, you know, I mean, I don't know much about hauntings, but it's about as, it checks out about as hard yeah, as it could. Yeah, that's pretty much you yeah. get. And um, I don't know what happened in that room, but the rest of the house did not. Nothing me happened out. in that. What happened was a woman was on top of me. A woman was on top of you because you were on top of her. Yeah, because I was on top of her. You're on top of her. Yeah. her bed, her her grave, and she's like, "Listen, girl. Yeah, the one who comes around first here, me. They, yeah. Why would they ever build? I mean, maybe that was their way of getting rid of it. It also it would explain probably why because we were always. I feel like all those France trips, everyone was like on a budget and trying to. You know, we all stay in a house together to make it like more economical, and like I think that was part of the reason uh, that it was probably cheap. On Airbnb, I mean, that should have a definitely a, like a, there should be something on a key if your house is technically haunted or a lot of people people complained. would go there because I, of that. I, I don't disagree yes, with that, but I'm have, saying for the people that don't care to do that, you should be a little like a like a little blue flame or something in the corner. You know, like oh, this motherfucker's haunted here. You know what that blue flame? is. It's the beginning of the flame. <laughs> That's the hottest part, that blue, you know. That is. 
Sorry to interrupt, but I'm here to talk about booze. Cameron Hughes has always been a great sponsor for us, and we're excited to bring you guys some great deals for the holidays. It's very hard to go find a nice bottle of wine as an, at an affordable price, but Cameron Hughes has changed the game. You can go over there and get a $50 bottle of wine for $15. What Cameron does is he works with wine makers in some of the best regions in the world, and he finds a needle in the haystack from wineries that sell some of the best wines, and he puts them direct to you under his label for 50% less than what you would pay retail. With Cameron Hughes Wine, you know you're getting the best deals always, a luxury wine at affordable prices. If you go to the store and you try and find some, like, 8 to $12 bottle of wine, it's going to be an 8 to $12 bottle of wine. But if you go to Cameron Hughes and you get a $15 bottle of wine, that's going to be... I've told you before, Kate's a snobby wine drinker, and I've busted out Cameron Hughes, and she's like, this is unbelievable. And I'm like, well, the guy changed the game. He just does it differently. He's been written up in the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Wine Enthusiast, and Wine Spectator, and Cam guarantees his wines. We've talked to him on when we do calls about the product. We've talked to him. He's involved. If you're unhappy with any bottle from him, he'll make it right. This is our deal. Free shipping on three or more bottles and a free sommelier-grade corkscrew. This is a great deal to try these already discounted wines. Think about this. Wine is heavy, so to have it shipped, it's going to cost you money. Free shipping on three bottles or more, that's ridiculous. That's a, a great savings. It's a great deal for all those holiday parties, either to serve or as a gift. This wine is fantastic. The deal is great. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Go to chwine.com. That's chwine.com. And use the code CRAB, C-R-A-B, right now. That's chwine.com. Enter code CRAB. The holidays are here, so get to chwine.com today, and let's get back to the podcast. Farmhouses. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. always wanted a farm, and I love farms. And I, but farmhouses because everything happens at the farm. You, the, you guys, you take care of yourself. Someone gets sick, they die in rooms yes. and shit. That's why they bury them there. You, clearly, yeah. They slaughter animals there. We live a lot um, of lot of dead energy there. Mm-hmm. When we first moved out to the county from the city, it was a newer neighborhood, and there was one farm. You know, in yesteryears, there was one farm that was. Walking distance, not far from a small farm. I mean, small, like sheep, cattle, stuff like that. A couple horses, not anything big, but they had that house. They had any chickens? They had chickens. And they had, and you smell manure all the time. You know, they plow their little field, but um, they had the house attached to it. And the kid across the street knew the girl. So one day, I one time, I went with them one time. And um, you just go in, and it's got the curtains that have, have like that, that, doily pattern that just automatically becomes creepy for some weird fucking reason the way the light comes through and then it smelled of um, natural gas (laughs) yeah butter (laughs) no like i mean not natural gas oil from the old heaters and everything Mm. that's that smell and i was like fuck this place man it just felt weird and creepy and i never went back in that house ever again that's why I travel with sage. You know what I mean. You travel with it. I travel mm-hmm. with it. You I know? do. Your tra- pocket sage. I do sage? that in every yeah. new place mm-hmm. I move to. <laughs> Sometimes when certain company leave, I'm like, oh, sage is. Well. People leave. Can you imagine they double they back? Like, I forgot that. my wall. <laughs> what are you doing with that I'm, sage, I'm, man? I'm oh, just not here in the corner, man. Just in the dark corner. <laughs> <laughs> is that? Have you done more traveling? Where do you? Have, where have you been outside of Paris? Um, Where'd you honeymoon it? We uh, we did four days in Cabo. 
And no, no, spring break. What'd you do? Yeah, yeah, what'd I know. You do <laughs> it seriously was. We only went for four days right after the wedding, but then we properly went away for two weeks this past summer. We went to Italy. We went to the Amalfi Coast. Oh. Babe, I'd love to do a long honeymoon, but WrestleMania 75 <laughs> is coming up. <laughs> Sammy Hagar just opened we- a new tequila joint down in Cabo. <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> On my husband I and I's. You, on my husband and I's first date, we um, it's really funny. So we had like whatever we met, and then we were like kind of hooking up for a week, and then eventually we were like we should probably just like go on a real date. So we so I was like okay cool, and he's like you pick the restaurant anywhere you want to go. This is in New York. I was like great, and I was like really excited to show him this uh, place called Momofuku. It's um, one I know of, Momofuku. yeah D- David Chang's restaurants, and uh, they have delicious ramen. And I was like cool, I'm gonna take him here. And we get there and he's like, he's from Long Island. He has a very simple palate and he looks at the menu and he's like, what is this? Like, what is all this? I don't even know. Listen, I was cool hooking up and everything. (laughs) Were you out on these fancy noodles? (laughs) Literally, he made the joke. He was like, there's no red sauce. And I was like, oh, no. Like he wanted like, you know, cheap and easy Italian. And uh, I was like, uh, I don't know. I think you'll like it. And I like picked a menu item for him. And he's like, okay. He was like really stressed. He used to, he used to be super neurotic at restaurants. He's gotten a lot better. So I, I like get him noodles. And we have a fun time. And then around like 9 o'clock, he starts looking at his phone. I was like, do you need to be somewhere? Oh, man. And he goes, wow, there's um there's an MMA fight on. And um my buddy's he has some people over um watching the fight. Would you want to go? And I was like. I get like I was on a first I, I was like you know maybe I don't know I and, thought we'd go to milk bar after this I, <laughs> I know I, I, I kind of was, was like yeah okay and so I like went with him and that was the first time I ever watched an MMA fight which I actually kind of enjoyed um because it's real <laughs> it's not it's not choreographed you like, know what wrestling. else is real your husband any yeah. guy who's like into the date like <laughs> tells you He's to pick a and character. like this ain't gonna cut it but listen why don't you come with me to MMA? <laughs> I know if that happened now, I'd be like, no, like this is those early stage, like the early stage of the relationship where I was just like, yeah, like, yes and yeah, you're just yes anding everything, <laughs> yeah, right. and then three yeah. months in, you're like, this is not who I am. So it worked out though. We've been together for like eight years. Oh wow, yeah, it's okay. Eight years, yeah. And do you, does he get along with your parents? He does. Yeah, um, my parents are very different from his parents in that they're and I don't know they're. They live in Texas, and everything's just kind of like slower and more relaxed there. And Is then, he Italian? He's not. He's Jewish, but he feels really Italian. In our wedding vows, um, I joked that I call him Giuseppe. <laughs> <laughs> he wears a gold carrot and shit. Like he really he, feels Italian. It's actually funny that you say that. When his grandfather died, um, he left Dan this um, Star of David, but it was the most Guido fucking Star Red, of David you've green. ever seen in your life. It was like a giant gold chain. Like a thick gold star of day. It was gigantic. Like a Mercedes symbol yes, like that. Around his neck. And I used to have a joke. I don't it? even do it anymore. But one time we were having sex and we first started dating. He was wearing that because he was like, I can't take it off. It's my grandpa's. And it literally was banging me in the face. Yeah. Like smacking me across the face while we were having sex. And I was like, you got to take off. The, you got to take off Jewish. the star of David. Yeah. yeah that's, that was my, I consider Jewish. that my bat mitzvah. That um, was my christening. Are your parents originally from Texas? Like, is that my where- dad is? Yeah, born and raised and stayed in Dallas, and then my mom is from New Jersey. And then hold my- on, that, I've never heard anyone say that. Wow, born, raised, and stayed. Do people just leave Dallas? I actually, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, I grew up with people who stayed, but I think a lot of people leave, especially if you want to do anything in entertainment. It's, there's just no opportunity there, really. Yeah. And your mom, how did they meet? She's from They Jersey. met in London. Wow. They both went to film school in so London. Your mom was in those taking those British classes. Yeah, she was taking British classes, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they were both photographers, and oh, really? they started a photography business together, which then sort of morphed into them doing a um, concert promoting business together, and they owned a club in Dallas together before I was born. That do you remember the name? Do you know? The yeah, name? it was called the Hot Club with a K, K for club, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just like a small music venue and a lot of bands kind of came through and got their start there and then any big ones that they remember getting uh, the only one cutting that their I, teeth at the know, hot club yeah the only one i really K-U-T-T-I-N. <laughs> i remember um some band called the stray cats which i yeah, you know that yeah, yeah, yeah. i know were the stray cats the were, yeah yeah right. i don't i'm not that familiar with them i just know the name you're not going well, to believe leave this stray cats I'll Come on in here, guys. <laughs> Bring your guitars, man. Brad, get your ass in here. <laughs> we'll do a quick session and then uh, we'll move on. What, the drummer used to own on Sunset, and there was a great comedy show in there way back in the day. The Black Cat, what was it called? No. Something oh. like that, but he was the stray stray cat. Wait, the, stray, that, stray that place on um, in Silver Lake? No, it's on Sunset and Hot, like right near the Whiskey, like a few doors oh, okay. uh, west oh. on the same side of the street. But I can't remember now the Black Cat, something like that. But mm. they had a. I remember like that's I met Christina Pajitsky there early on. There was a good. They had oh, a good that's little cool. Room in there. Yeah, it was fun. Wow. Um. Let's, okay, so the Stray Cats. So came they had through. that club. Then they then that club closed, and uh, then they ended up buying. Top. You guys know who they are. Actually, ZZ funny you say that. My parents were the photographers for ZZ. Top. Were they really? Yeah, they were the road photographers. That was their very first gig. <laughs> I said it. That's their scary. first gig ever was ZZ Top. Yeah, out of out of out of London. <laughs> that was their first gig. They so, were wow. they were road photographers. You know how like some people you like you'll ask them like do you know if, like did your parents ever like experiment with drugs. I'm pretty sure yours did. I think it was, yeah. It's funny because my parents were always pretty uh, righteous about, I never knew the difference between righteous and self-righteous. They were, they were very, they would always brag about how they didn't drink a lot. But then I'm like, I think they were doing a lot of other things. And that was their way of like deflecting. Mm -hmm. Because in the South, if you say you don't drink a lot, people are like, good for you. Because so many people are just fucking. I'm out of beer in six months. (laughs) Yeah. In my house, like, they really did, and they drink wine on, like, the holidays. But, um, yeah, now that I'm looking back, I'm like, I think that there was some They're surrounded by it. Even happening. if they didn't, they were surrounded by it in yeah. that business, yeah. 
So ZZ Top, who else did they do on the road? Um, well, that was the only band that they did uh, photography for, and then the photography stopped, and they stayed in Dallas and opened that club, and then that gotcha. club closed, and then they opened two. Well, there were actually two venues in um, in Deep Ellum, which is kind of like the arts district of Dallas, next to each other. One was called Deep Ellum Live, and the other one was the Bomb Factory, and they co-owned both of those with um, these lawyers, like TV lawyers. That you would see commercials for all the time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. My God, they like need a place Kobe to hide Myers that money. <laughs> <laughs> to hide that money. But those venues over were... the bomb shelter. <laughs> yeah, I know. The bomb factory. The, I mean, a lot of bands came through there. Like, I mean, I saw every band that is now a huge band. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I saw like Weezer when they were first starting oh, out. Great. I saw No Doubt. When yeah, I mean, I think Tragic Kingdom that was their first album, right? Tragic I Kingdom. So, yes. I think that it just come out or what hadn't even come out yet. They Don't like speak. A, <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's later. I'm that's just a girl. Next, yeah, that's. Oh, I'm, I'm just, just a girl. girl is the first mm-hmm. one. Yeah, and then um, God, like so many bands, but then also a lot of like bands that are popular but not at that level necessarily, like Social Distortion and. Um, I saw them in Vegas. They're great. They're great. Yeah. Um, Rocket from the Crypt. Mighty My Boston's. Yeah, it was just like any band I wanted to see if they were coming through Texas, they usually stopped at my parents' venues. So That's I saw killer. a shit ton of music. Music only? Did they ever have stand-up shows in there on well, off nights or anything like that? No, but le- that, they should have. That yeah, wasn't the Bomb Factory is a great I name know. for a stand-up oh, show. Is it? Oh my god. Uh, yeah. um, it wasn't I, the name of this place. I would have that. It would be a bunch of the motherfuckers blaming that name now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they... Uh, I mean, it's lit up, oh, for Christ's sake, on the outside the building. <laughs> Later on, they did a bunch of stand-up, though. When oh, those, they did? When they, when they sold those venues, my dad started... Um, he owned... Well, he, he didn't own. He he was do the... I can't speak. He was the caretaker for this other venue called the Lakewood Theater, and um, they had, like, Bill Maher and Louie, and, uh, yeah, a bunch of people came through. Chelsea Handler and... Killer. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. And I, you, I, you weren't doing stand-up at the time? I wasn't, no, no. I just was, like, going to shows and just, like, a lost soul. I had no idea what I wanted to do. So, I did think my parents were had cool jobs. I did think yeah, that. Yeah, what was yeah. that like as a kid? Were they, like, out at shows every night? Yeah, well, my mom would stay home, and then my dad was out super late. Which who knows? Um, and then when I got a little <laughs> older, Listen, buddy, I got fucked up with Terrence Trent Darby. Last night. <laughs> <laughs> Trent Darby, sign your name across my. <laughs> But when I was in high school, my mom started, um, as I say, working the door. <laughs> she was like in the box Whoa, office. What the? Working, oh, the, she was, working the door. She's collecting the money. Yeah, yeah. The she money. would be yeah, in the box office yep. and settling the shows and um, staying until the band left. That was like when I was in high school, she started to do that because she didn't like need to be home as much. So cool. yeah, it was pretty, pretty crazy times. And they don't do that anymore? They don't. My mom now sells rock memorabilia on eBay, and my dad is a teacher. <laughs> what, what? So where does she get her f- from? Her from, personal collection? Yes. Okay. They have so. I mean, they have so much stuff. And the crazy thing about it is, she will not even sell the original. She will make copies, and those sell of posters, of and stuff, posters, oh, wow. t-shirts buttons everything you mostly posters and um they have a lot of stuff that is so they would have you should do that with those wrestling chairs oh my god I can make, a make a killing um yeah but they so i remember this when i was a kid they have the band 
they have their merchandise, right? But then my parents, if it was a big show, they would also have merchandise made and sell that. And so there was this artist in Dallas. I think he's still, I don't know if he's still, he was huge when I was growing up. His name was Sasso. And Sasso would make Talk these. I can't believe this right one now. Jump. Sasso! Sasso! Bring your merch in here, Bring man. Bring your artistic ass in here. I said artistic. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord, man. Good to see you, Sass. Sassy! <laughs> his brother Will's pretty talented. Do you say, know his brother oh Will? Oh my god. So ridiculous. Yeah. So. So Sasso. So Sasso. But we, we had so many fucking Sasso shirts in my house, like t shirts with, with his signed. art on it. Yes. I mean, but they all look the same because he's an artist, so he has like his, ho- his own style mm-hmm. and so we had so many accumulating to the point where i was like I, I, I like hate this guy like there's so much shit of his in my house <laughs> i like i i you know i didn't appreciate it as art i was just like there's just these like fucking t-shirts everywhere Cardboard cutouts hovering over you at night <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but now i'm like oh i should have i threw out a bunch of sasso shirts and i should have kept them because they're probably worth something and yeah why is he someone now I think he's big in Dallas. He says I don't so. know, you know. I think he, he might have Oh my god. You guys. That's classic sickle right there. Hey, he says so. He says so. <laughs> Almost blacked out right there for a second. I've never heard of Sasso. Oh my god. I wish I had my phone. I would Google him right now, but it's across the can it's I, across the people office. are going to tweet at us about that for sure. If oh, I can't wait. If it's none of our business, feel free to say so. But do you are you comfortable sharing, or do you even know what amount does your mom Ryan. make in rock and roll memorabilia? I actually from yesteryear. I don't know. Today. What's her ranking I, on eBay? Does she have a high ranking? I don't know. I've never <laughs> checked. I I know for a fact she has very consistent business because every time I go home, she's like she has a guy who helps her. I guess price and. Um, yeah, like evaluate what everything's I saw worth. A forty-year-old virgin. Yeah, I mean uh, that is what I think of. I'm yeah. like, mom, you're Catherine Keener's character. Totally. Um, but yeah, she has like a guy who helps her, and so a lot of times he'll when say I go this home, is worth this, or yeah, you sell and for that. it's really interesting. He's like the guy on Pawn Stars that come in, the yeah. experts. I got a buddy down the street knows everything about constitutional papers, and then they come <laughs> in, like, oh yeah, <laughs> never seen it, but oh, it's great. Now I'm gonna. It's great. It's yeah. good history. I've always wanted to go on because I could curveball those guys big time. You have some stuff. I have one sell. object that I would want to go on Pawn Stars, and they would freak out over. Yeah, they would. Hmm. What is that? It's a paperweight. I don't have it. My cousin Dan has it. Okay. It's my grandfather's. It's a paperweight of the first atomic bomb testing in the United States, and there's only 11 of them. Whoa. You should just go on the show and just don't make the sale. And I have Polaroids of the, the bomb. Pictures what if they were the like, this is $15 million? What would you guys do? We'd sell it and give it to my my poor aunt who could use it. Yeah, um, I think we'd do it for fifteen k. <laughs> no, I bet if it was over like two hundred thousand, they would do it. I gotta think that's Whoa. worth something. That's yeah, crazy. That's yeah. part history. All the Absolutely. history. He worked on the atom bomb. That's why he what? He worked on the atom bomb oh. at Los Alamos. So um, here we go in the atom bomb. That's a Jay Larson <laughs> for you right there. Um. Your okay. mother's like, listen, don't sell it. I can get you at least. So what do you think she makes? Do you know? 
I don't know. I just yeah. know that it's uh, it's consistent, and I find it really interesting that you don't even have to sell the original to sell things, yeah. which I did not know before she started. You just say, this is a she, print? Is that all she says or yeah. whatever? And well, she, yeah, she's, she's honest about it, but mm-hmm. it is it is interesting that people just – because they have – I think they also have – you know, like I was at the um, – You know what really helped your mom's business? Man caves. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, oh, it's a like, huge market. Absolutely, you just totally. gotta put yeah offices. People yeah. just want to put shit on the walls. Mom, you know this says D E A F leopard. <laughs> you gotta redo this one over here, mom. This is a different band right here. I'll pay about you half your money. Back. I think that the Clash they have a lot of Clash merchandise, yeah. and I think that's a that's a big one because I, I I remember her telling me that she sells a lot of Clash posters. Um, Good for her. That's, yeah. that's badass. That's smart. It, well, I was, oh, uh, so I went to the flea market at uh, the one that's like at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, the Rose Bowl. Thank you. So I went to that for the first time and uh, that people sell concert shirts there. Yeah, and I, I used just, to work there. Did you really? I've I've sold there five times. Have you really? I really have. Sold I love what? It. I just take, Jeans, anytime I'm DVDs. moving or whatever, I'll clean out everything and I just take it to, uh, my first stop is the Rose Bowl to huh. make a few hundred bucks. Wow. I made last time I made what six hundred last time, and then whatever That's I a don't, lot. it is and what of garbage. And whatever I don't sell, I then go to the Goodwill on the oh, way home. Oh, that's great! Drop it off there. But this last time, Jay let me use his truck. I sold everything, including the table I brought to sell. I literally walked home, just rolled my blanket. My car came home, three tires on it. Sold one of the tires. <laughs> I sold everything this time. Six hundred's my record. Six into six that's and a, a couple bucks. That's amazing. It was good. It good. It's a fun day. And I just went out there by myself. Wow. Well, it's crazy because I found a concert shirt there that I really liked. It was like an Adam Ant shirt. And I was like, how much is this? And the guy goes, um, I'll give it to you for 300 What? And I was like, what? And then I went to a different booth and I saw a different shirt and I was like, how much is this? And the woman was like, two, like 215. I mean, it's crazy the amount of money that concert shirts are worth. But it's those people crazy. too, that's yeah, their that's life. Like when you get there, there's someone next to you that'll come in and they'll have like 10,000 belts. Yeah. And you're just like, he's a belt guy. But at Fred Siegel, which is like a high-end lady store uh, on, in lunch. West Hollywood. Yeah. Time. But they, they sell um, old concert shirts there. And it's the same price. It's like 300 And I assumed it was because it was Fred Siegel. And then I went to this place where it's like they can literally charge whatever they want. Right. They also want 300 Yeah. It's just really exorbitant. And I, should, you I know, had so many of them. I had some music yeah. heads. I had some t-shirt heads. Will too, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had so many of them. I had so many concert shirts. I did too. I gone. gave away so many. I Dude. can't believe I didn't hang on to them. I had Tiffany. I had <laughs> Debbie Gibbs. Tip- Tiffany? Really? No. Oh, I would have. My brother went to I would Tiffany, be like, though. I will buy that off of you I right now. I think I now. bought one every show I went to, and I went to tons of shows. Tons. I just went to a show last night, and I bought a, a sweatshirt for 60 bucks. But it's a hoodie. Feels Who was like it? LCD sound system. Oh, yeah. They were so good. It's awesome. I saw some people there on Instagram. Yeah. On they're the they're playing like six. Yeah, on the gram. Where are they? Uh, Palladium. Tonight's their last night. Okay. But I, they're the only band that I've recently really been into seeing. I haven't really gotten to a lot of concerts lately. But that one, I, I saw them in New York. Same tour. I saw them in New York just a couple months ago, and now I saw them again. I just discovered one of their songs. It's an older one, you, like maybe six, seven months ago. Ooh, and I was playing it every single day. Um, just do it right. Uh, and get to home. get the perfect You guys can't see him right now, but Jay's got his, one of his one fingers like, in his uh, ear. He's getting uh, Another kind it's of a, pitch touch. I think it's an homage to Two Talking Heads, they, Home, they, mm-hmm. because that's my wedding song. 
Oh, I didn't put that together. It's the same. It's long like that. It's yeah. drawn out. And you know, everyone says he sounds like him. And they played Talking yeah, Heads memorable. before the show. Yeah, it's yeah. Which they, I didn't connect the two, but now I'm like, yeah. oh, and home. This is it's there. Up. It's a different. Yeah, I vibe. love that song. Yeah, that have was you our heard the Lumineers song. cover of that song? No, it's great. Is it? Yes. All right. And I, I yeah, I yeah, it's definitely worth listening to. I'm not a big cover cover song person, but when that there's a good really cover, good. I I love it. You'll love that one. Okay, cool. really really good. I got a Dan Van Kirk got me into Chris Cornell's version of Nothing Compares to You. Have you seen that? Ooh, oh, no, but I love Chris Cornell. I, I like it better than Sinead O'Connor oh, now. Shit. Mm-hmm. I do. But whose version? Stance. Prince. Prince, Sinead, and Chris Cornell. Prince wrote that song. Whose Black Boys mm-hmm. on Mopeds do you like better? Sinead's or Chris Cornell's? <laughs> what? Do you know that song? No. Black oh. Boys on <laughs> Mopeds. Sinead? And I love my boy. You don't know that? It's about no. like a stand against the Queen of England. Wait. I didn't go that deep on I don't Sinead. know that one. Who sings that? Sinead O'Connor. Really? I'm almost positive. Huh. Black Boys I remember like Mopeds. one other video where she was dancing kind of quick and she even had like a long blonde wig on at times during it. That's all I can remember of Sinead O'Connor. And, mm. the, and her infamous SNL pope tear oh i never saw that oh yeah what? no what happens on that on snl after she performed she tore a picture of the pope and then they were like what the fuck oh yeah big, big, oh i remember yeah, hearing big about that deal. she's yeah. always spoken out against yeah. the pope yeah hmm. i thought he was all right <laughs> which seems one? like a good guy <laughs> <laughs> hey let some shit slide you know um, we had asked you about some stories, and you said you had this one about an incident in South Dakota. Yes. Well, so obviously there's a lot of uh, allegations coming out a lot. against a lot of dudes. And, uh, you know, I started seeing the like the hashtag Me Too, and I was like, oh, I, I know – as a woman, I definitely have a story. Um, and I had a lot of like kind of smaller uh, flare-ups, if you will, along the way uh, to being a woman – but the one that I think stands out the most is um, the time I've, I've genuinely felt like I need to get the fuck out of here. That that level of threat was when I was in. Can you tell us? Yeah. Because I honestly, I feel like just before all the allegations started coming out, I just started becoming hyper aware to sure. it. Because like, like Ali Wong had even said to me, she was like, you know, Jay, I can't just walk home from the punchline. And I was like, oh, yeah. Right. I guess you can't. No, no. You like can't. when we go on the road, Rye or I, or you know, we leave a club, we walk home, we don't think anything of it. Of course. But when you're well, a mile woman, and a half, we'll walk it for the exercise. Yeah, yeah you, you, exactly. Yeah. In Baltimore, even remember you were like, I don't know, man. Yeah, and then, like, you I know, would, I and I and I'm like, I walked it, no big deal. San Francisco, you know, and then like my wife had said to me, she's like, Oh, you know how many times like shits happened to me that just like you don't that you, she was like, I've just got used to it. Yeah, same. you know what I mean. Same. Yeah. So I wasn't even like really like I'm like, oh, it just became more clear to me. So what's like, what's like a little like throwaway thing that happens that. Throw, to me, I guess for me, the category of throwaway would be more like someone saying something inappropriate, someone just kind of like belittling you. They, they don't even know that they're doing it. Yeah, but like just microaggressions, sure. I guess. Um, but when it comes to actually feeling scared, this was the most scared I felt, okay. which was I was in South Dakota. I was doing a college there, um, rural South Dakota. Um, <laughs> That's I, I feel I know. Right? I, as I said it, I was like, "Is that a thing?" I was staying um, in a farmhouse. Um, but there was it was a small small college town. Um, there were maybe two hotels in the whole town, um, and I was I guess staying at the one closest to the school. 
And I got in and it was raining outside and I went up to the front desk and the woman behind the desk was like, you know, whatever, checking me in. She's going to give me my key card. And then this maintenance man walked up and asked her a question. I don't remember what. And then he turned to me and he was like, oh, it's raining out there, huh? And I was like, yeah, the weather's pretty bad. And I didn't think anything of it at the time. And then I realized he kind of did just like stay while I was checking in. He didn't, you know, go back and whatever do his maintenance duties if you will um so he just kind of hovered and then when i got my key card he followed me to the elevator and again to emphasize how desolate this hotel was there it didn't feel like it was a big you know it wasn't a big like college weekend where all the parents were in and you know the lobby was bustling with people it was like literally just me and the rain and this lady and this dude so he um follows me the elevator and i'm spooked now yeah, this was the first. This was the first moment of when I felt scared. Was that it was that thing that you've seen? It's like a trope in movies where the doors are shutting and he stops them. Right. And that was like okay. There was like he a did jump. That? Yes, he put his foot or his he, hand in. He uh, put his hand in. Stop. They, they hadn't. It wasn't like the full close, and then like the you know the hand goes in, and then he pried them apart. Like, it wasn't ah, like dramatic. Shaking, like, ah. But he stopped them from closing. And he said, "Kind of rainy out, huh?" Yeah. <laughs> He got in the elevator. I was on my phone, which I know is a thing that women do when they feel scared. They just like pretend to be on their phone. Did you Somehow that's going to speak protect on it, you. Or do you, were you texting? Like, I was texting. Okay. And uh, I was actually like texting for work or something. And so I kind of was just focusing on my phone. And then uh, we went up to the same floor and he got off the elevator and he goes, I'm going to come with you to your room because I want to make sure that the internet is working. What? And. Again, when we were in the hallway, it's there were no, there wasn't made carts around. There was no one around. It really felt so uh, isolated. And so we're walking down the hall, and he's like right behind me, and I'm like, oh my fucking god! And then, and you we, just didn't say no. Or- I, I had a, I had a, I had a moment of like. I should just get back on the elevator, but I also was like, and go okay, where? yeah, and go where? And that's the thing. And also, yeah. there's, by the way, no cab companies. The only time you can get a cab is if you call it way in advance. Yeah, the cab right. company is not nearby. It takes them an hour to get to you. Truly, the most um, in the middle like of the nowhere shiny. I've ever been. The yes, maintenance man works. Yes, for the cab company. it was. Fuck. I've actually said that when I told my husband the story. It was like The Shining. Yeah. So then. Um, so then we're walking down the hall and I'm like feeling his like footsteps behind me. And then we get to my room and I stand outside and look at my phone. He goes, are you going to open the door? And I said, well, you probably have the key. Um, and then he was like, uh, okay. Oh no. So wait. Yeah. So he opens the, he opens the door. That's what happened. He opens the door. Now I wouldn't want to stay there at all. Well, so I stood in the hall and he goes, are you going to go in? He goes, oh no, no, wait, sorry. I messed that up. He he said, ladies first. That was what he said. He said, ladies first. And I was like, I'm going to wait here. I I was very clear with my go. I'm going to wait here while you go in and check the internet. And he goes, no, 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 I insist. You go in first. And I was like, no, I'm going to wait here. I have some emailing, so I'll just let you handle that, and then I'll go in when you're done. And then he just didn't go in. Nuh-uh. And he walked off back to the elevator Whoa. and went downstairs. So then I go in my room. I shut the door. I chain the door. I call my mom. And I was like, I'm, I feel like I'm in danger. Like, this hotel is not safe. This guy is looming. He, for all I know, he's the only other person in this hotel, it feels like. And uh, my mom was like, you "Give need- him a Sasso T-shirt." I- <laughs> and, and, and it should, <laughs> it should be fine. 
<laughs> I can send a couple posters to the hotel for them. <laughs> Smooth things. They're prints. Oh, They're prints. They are prints. Let them know. Let them know. <laughs> yeah. I don't want them to feel ripped off. Um, this guy does not deserve an original. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, yeah. So then, uh, my mom was like, "You got to change hotels," and I was like, "Mom, there are no right. other hotels." I think there was maybe He's probably one other one. At the other one too. Yeah, I was like, both "There's no other hotels," and um, and so then I. I called downstairs and I was like, is there a manager on duty? And they were like, yes. Um, I don't remember her name. Martha. Martha's down here. Do you want to talk to her? And I was like, yes. And so first I was going to be like, can you send her up? Then I was like, it's fine. I'll just, I'm going to go down. I'm going to talk to Martha. It's okay. So I like go out of my room. I'm already like, ugh, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have left. And I go and I, I go, are you Martha? And, um, she's like, yeah. And I go, Hey, so I just want to let you know, there's a guy who works here. Um, and I described what he looked like. And I was like, he, um, tried to come into my room and I just know from (laughs) staying at a bunch of hotels, like even a bellman is like, can I come in first? Like they act like vampires. They're like, we have to be invited in. So, um, so I go, does that description sound familiar to you? She goes, Oh yeah, that's Bill. We've had problems with him before. What? And I was like, what the fuck? So basically this woman, that's how, how I took it. She's raped people. He's raped. He's probably raped someone in that hotel and they just haven't fired him. Holy yeah. fuck. Yeah. And, um, and I love how she, her attitude was just like, yeah, that's Bill. He's our, uh, he's our, you know, he's, he's a wild he's card. He's our, he's our, but, on, he's our on staff rapist. We keep him around. But look Jesus. how spotless these floors are. Yeah. I gotta tell you. <laughs> I mean, what a gift he you has. You take the good with Puts the bad. shine at his mm-hmm. lobby like nobody's business. Right. His shining is just like <laughs> polishing the wood. Yeah. No pun intended. No pun. He was polishing oh, the wood. He probably oh, polished the wood outside your door. Oh, my God. The fact that he just walked away to, like, at least go in there and unplug the fucking thing and Absolutely. plug it back in, for God's sake. Absolutely. The minimum to make somebody feel safe. He wasn't trying to make anybody feel safe. No. So scary. And he was, like, jolly. <sighs> that was the scary thing, is he was like, oh, hi, how's the weather? And you're like, oh, but you're just a secret monster. That's, easier, that's even creepier. But it's wasn't, creepy. Wasn't he at the front desk with you? Didn't? What's the lady's name again? What was it? Well, the, the woman who checked me in was not the manager. But she, no one saw him walk with you to they, the elevator? They did. They definitely did. And they know they have problems oh, with the Oh, here he goes guy. again. Here and, he goes yeah. again. And no one says anything. No one says anything. No one gives you a heads and up. And also like, the way the woman reacted was, what do we do? Maybe he threatened her. I mean, right. you don't she's even scared. know. You Maybe no she's idea. fucking scared. They're literally, it's, they just have each other. Basically, you and him <laughs> and the cows him. across the street. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, it was so scary. And then, like, the guy um, who uh, I was supposed to go to the school on my own. You know, a lot of times they don't, for insurance reasons, they don't pick you up mm-hmm. when you do a college. Like, you have to get there on your own. I, like, made sure that someone came to get me and, like, literally came up to my room to get me. Yeah. Because I wasn't going to go back downstairs by myself. He didn't do that. was no also, it's crazy that. because usually when you're in a hotel room and it's chained, you're like, okay, well, at least, you know, I'm alone in my room. Look at it. But I was like, no, I don't even feel safe sleeping here. John no. Stewart's got that joke about the uh, New York doors with the chain. And he's like, this, this just says you're not getting in here unless you push really hard. <laughs> For real. God. <laughs> That's about wow. all that chain does. You know what's funny is I was asking right earlier. I watched a show called Edge of Alaska. I don't know if you've ever seen I've it. I've never seen it. But it's about these people that live in this town called McCarthy, and it's literally the end of the world. It mm-hmm. used to be like a copper mining town, and it went bust, and now there's like 200 residents in the whole town. But this guy was building a barn, and when he built the door for the barn, he's like, I put one piece of wood on it 
so that the goats can't get out. But if they really needed to because of a fire, they would be able to knock these doors down. Wow. Which is like an interesting thing. I'm like, oh, like he knows that in advance. Like that's what you do. So it's kind of like that chain. Like, yeah. you know, if someone really needed to, yes. they could get in. They that. could get in. Especially some door who, you know. Was he a big dude? Was he physically yes. a big dude? He was, yes, big. 999 times out of a thousand men in any situation are bigger than the woman. Yeah, yes. but there's also you know menacing big too like yes. even big to us like six four you know no, like, he was Jesus like a full-on oaf he yeah. was really really uh yeah took up some space <laughs> you know what too as i was just did a college and for some reason the other comic i was with picked this dump hotel and i wasn't even going to stay the night because i had to fly out so early to houston and it was like a red roof inn sure and the whole red horse out front Huh? Is it the red? Didn't they used to have like a red, red horse? Red roof, dog. I know, but didn't, wasn't yeah, nah, there's no. It wasn't the red. The red horse. In <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. The red horse hotel. Um, <laughs> but it was such a dump, and like when you get into some areas, like you roof wasn't even red. I they they said they made my room, and they were like, yeah, you're gonna be in the second floor, and I wanted to be like, there's no rooms on the first floor. Yeah. And then I got up to the second floor, and I'm like. I wouldn't even want to be on the first floor. That's even scarier. Right. Like then, you're, the then you're like floor? level with like the, the crazy lot? stuff happening in the Ooh. parking lot. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I, 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 anyone was, could just come in the, the hotel. Anyone. A few years ago, I stayed at one like that in Phoenix for a show. And it was you could walk right off the parking lot into your door. I was like, That's no. a motel. Was that in Scottsdale? Yeah. I know. Uh, no, okay. Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because uh, yeah, yeah I stay in a place that like shit. that. Yeah, it's um, it feels it feels you feel way too vulnerable. Yeah, this was that is the thing though. This was like a closed hotel, and I think that in most situations, I would say a closed hotel makes me feel more safe. But in this case, I was like, we're all trapped here. Like I can't get out to the parking lot. You know what I mean? Like it felt, yeah. and I'm on like the third floor. I don't know. It was just. It was a nightmare. And then the next day, this isn't even. It was just the scariest trip I've ever taken. The guy who picked me up, the um quote-unquote cab driver it was just like a dude in his pickup truck and he the whole time it was an hour and a half to the airport the whole time he talked about how he had ptsd from the war and i just felt like this guy is gonna snap on me yeah it was fucking terrifying and it's a how long to the airport uh an hour and a half <sighs> the only friend i got is gary over at the hotel you know him he, <laughs> he does maintenance over there i don't know if you know gary and it, it's right. funny because you know we think like i feel like when you think of small town like i grew up in texas i grew up in dallas which is not a small town but like we would drive through small towns but there's small towns and then there's like small yeah. mm-hmm. town where you're like this is what horror movies are made yeah. of yeah and where they're made I've yes been in towns and you think like they that. don't exist like we're just in such a bubble living in a city you forget nope. that like west it gets virginia real sparse they, uh, one town mama! i was <laughs> Take me home. I was only uh, in, in a town that only had a flashing uh, red light at an intersection. That was like oh, it. God, that, was that it. is such a like people picking up their s- children from image. schools that are someone's house on the side of the road when you ride by. It's yeah. crazy. They're just have lined seen, up. Have you seen that movie Wolf Creek? This is this might be a, a little mm. esoteric. So there's this horror movie that I just watched with my husband called Wolf Creek. It's actually an Australian movie. But um, from the creators of House on the Hill, <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean? I don't remember French House in the French <laughs> Airbnb on the Hill. Uh, but yeah, the whole movie is just about. It's basically just a, like showing how small towns are scary. And I've seen the movie a couple times. And when I was 
trapped in South Dakota. That's all I could think about. It's one of those like torture movies where like someone just like scoops you up from a gas station and is like, like they're like, oh, your oh. car. Oh, well, it's Australians are like, hey, cab broke down. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even sc- I'm not even scared of that. You need yeah. a lift? Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Australian. <laughs> you hit me with a surfboard? I um just leaving uh, Houston on Monday. Um, Houston? Houston. My Uber driver picked me up, and its plates didn't match. And he kept going, Ryan, Ryan. I was like, your plates don't match, dude. He's like, I just got this. It's Whoa. Brand- and it smelled brand new and stuff. And I was like, I can take this. I think I can take I'm sitting behind him. I'll yeah. choke him if I have to, you know. Put a book bag around his back. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> then you're going to just be able to drive the car? What are you going to do? I'll do it before we take off. If shit breaks down, he's not going to wait. Come on, man. Wait, you actually check the plates? Fuck yeah, I check the you plates. You are way more cautious. I am the least cautious human being too. in the world. I'm just like, fucking whatever. If I'm going to die, I die. People check the plates. I, I usually don't do that. I just go, for Jamie? And they go, yeah. And I'm like, great. And then I get it. <laughs> yeah, they can say your name, sure. But if other, I watch other people make the mistake. Like, Carlos? Yeah. You know, like it might yeah, not be. Yeah, I need Don't to be way more plates, careful. Especially. I know. I got to start checking the plates. I usually mm-hmm. go buy the car if I'm like, oh yeah, it's a white Honda. Yeah, because there's not a lot of white right. Hondas out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just kind of like. <laughs> it's only the safe. most common He's car. Safe. I don't even. I just look. I'm like, yeah, you. Because if some dude's gonna just like that's their thing. I don't know. I kind of feel like. Well, that I'm happened not even to me. Say so I want to be in that. One guy pulled up and he kept. I couldn't understand what he said. He was on the other side of the street and I was like. Are you going? I, I couldn't see his plates. I'm like, are you going to the airport? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, but are you my driver? Yeah. And mine ends up being over here on this corner. And then I see the Silverado pickup, and he had a Silverado pickup, two of them. And I was like, mm. then when I check his plates, I'm like, maybe it is that guy over there. He's like, he's like, your name's Ryan. I go, yeah. He goes, I just got this truck. But I was like, all right, all right, all right. Oh, two sure. Silverado pickups, two Silverados, same color, two silver Silverados. Say that five times real quick. Silver on Silverado, silver Silverado. Is there ever? <laughs> I don't know. Crowd Match your wrong. plates, y'all. Have you ever yes. had any other creepy experiences like that walking uh, New York or anywhere like that? I know, like these days, I'm not. I turn around. I don't give a shit yeah, if someone that's... thinks I'm racist. I don't give a fuck. I just want to be alive. I, usually, I, I do a lot of street crossing. You know, do if you? I see something, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's convenient. I'll just. I just turn and scream away. at them. <laughs> Is that an effective strategy? Yeah, it works Does it great. Work? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, again, like, there's been so much. I mean, I think that in terms of just inappropriate inappropriate comments, when I uh, was at... So I started out in New York. I started comedy in New York. And then um, I was doing shows at the comic strip on the Upper East Side. And they had these two older men who owned the place. I actually don't know who is still there. I think one of them died. I might be misquoting that. But anyways, um, one of them, one time I went in and I was wearing, uh, I had been with my mom. My mom was visiting and I'd stayed in her hotel with her. So I borrowed a shirt of hers that was like a little big on me. And I wore it to the show because I was like, whatever. Kiss tour 89. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it was just like a blouse. I don't know. It was like a peasant top. Wear and my I, gun t-shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. A sasso peasant top. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, so I, I wore it to the club. I was like, whatever, I'm just doing stand-up. It doesn't matter what I'm wearing. And then one of the owners, he was like, he was like, Jamie, you should um you should really make an effort to show off your figure. You've got a really nice figure and you wear these these clothes that aren't that don't fit you. And I was like, it's Oh my mom's shirt. Yeah, I was like, yeah. it's my mom's shirt. And he's like, Okay, well, you know, you have an he was like, You have a nice little waist. What? You should be showing off your little waist. Should I cinch it? 
Yeah, I was like, that is fuck. He was like an 80 year old man telling me, never commented on my stand up, never said, hey, you're funny. Nothing. It was just like all he cared about was my shirt being too baggy to show off my body. Mm. It's fucking disgusting. I think about that all the time. You know Ugh. what's funny is I tried, when I moved to New York, I would have to go do late night spots there. They yeah. would never give me like spots. And all they would comment on is my comedy and never on how I was dressed. And I wore tight shirts. <laughs> like tight. Tight. You know yeah. what I mean? Sometimes I couldn't even get, couldn't step on stage. Good. Somebody had to like, I Frankensteined up on stage. Oh my God. <laughs> It's hard, Jay. It's hard for you. I heard that place is like going way down. Yeah, I think so. A, I haven't been there. I love that. Real, I, I think the room is beautiful. So fun. It's so much fun. I have so many good memories from there. Not that one, but others. but if I was going to bring back any comedy club to like, like inject it, it'd be Dangerfields. Oh yeah. yeah, is that still there? I think so. Okay, but the Chinese food and the little tables with the candles—it yeah. just looks like so old school nightclub. I never performed there. I would just pop in. And yeah, like, I never performed there. No. I went there one time because uh, when Rodney Dangerfield died, they did like a tribute show there, and it was right by my house. I lived on Sixty Second and First, and I think Dangerfields is like three it's, blocks yeah. away or oh, something. I love. And that. um, yeah, and so I went. and I was like, oh, this is what this place looks like. Okay. My dad introduced me to Rodney Dangerfield. I used to have his cassettes and listen to that man. How'd your dad know him? So fucking good. <laughs> Flew out of Pan Am one time. Mattress salesman. <laughs> I was getting ready for you guys to be like Rodney. Get in here. You should have. God rest. Should have done so that. Sorry, Jamie. Oh, I just God. talked about doing it instead of just doing it. He sold mattresses. That was his thing, wasn't it? Until he was 40 because yeah. his wife was like, you got to raise a family. Yeah. And then he was like, all right, now I'm now it's... I'll go do shows for no money at first. You know what That's my son amazing. said to me today? I pick him up at school and he goes, daddy, my birthday party, I don't want any girls. And I oh, go, no really? girls? And he goes, yeah. I go, why not? He goes, I don't want any girls. I go, well, your birthday party's not for a while, so just don't worry about it. And he goes, yep, no girls. I go, well, girls are fun, buddy. And he's like, nope. And like when he was like star of the week, they he had to like do this presentation. Then kids got to ask questions. He called on every single girl before he even went to a boy. So I was like, all right, well, what about Lake? And he goes, nope, Lake can't come to my birthday. I go, you know you're going to her house for Thanksgiving. And he goes, she can come to my birthday. <laughs> then he goes... And when I grow up, he's like fixated on growing up. He just keeps talking about when he grows up. Aww. And he goes, and when I grow up and I have my show, no girls. And I go, what show? And he goes, my comedy show. Aww, and then he goes, yeah. my stand-up comedy show. Oh, my That's God. And I, and I said to my buddy, I'm like, I couldn't break it to him that like it's a tough, hard-nosed business, and he would not survive. His sister, <laughs> she'd be she, fine. She would. Oh, Reed, my God. he is way too sensitive. Aww. He came on stage with me. I did a benefit, and he ran out from the wings and like... Aww. Got the biggest laugh of the night. So I like brought him over to the microphone. I'm like, you want to say something? And he looks down at me and goes, what are you all doing down there? And like it crushed. And then I sent him on his way. Yeah. That's so cute. Wait, how old is he? Three and a half. Oh, that's such a cute age. Yeah. Last year, my daughter, when she was two, uh, they were like, Ryan, she is singing and dancing. She is in front of the whole class. She's our star right now. They got up on stage. <laughs> Little boy next to her started freaking out and crying. She just looked over and she was done too. She's like, now nah. I'm like, sing. She's like, mm-mm. Just sat there like, that's nah, not going to do Aww. it. So this year I dropped her off the other day and her teacher's like, we just want you to know. She is our number one right now. She's singing it out. Wow. Said, listen, I heard this shit. Like, listen, I she's heard. great in the regular season, but when I she gets to the playoffs. Yeah, she was a number one pick <laughs> last year. She uh, Peyton Manning in the playoffs. Now, I don't know about this year. I said, I heard the same thing. We'll see. But I keep just encouraging her to get going and doing it. I want kids. Kids are so cool. They're fun. Yeah. 
everything I hear, it's it's mostly good. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta get me a little a little friend. Get out. <laughs> I gotta pop out a little friend. She's <laughs> gonna so come out with a gold Jewish star chain. Like, hey, You're, where's the red sauce? Huh? Your mom's gonna start a whole fucking rock and roll t shirts for baby. Oh line my on little eBay. onesies with the snap crotch. Why not? Why Cute. not? So cute. Well, listen, we are uh, we are there. Thank you so much. Thanks for, for having coming me, on guys. Here. This was a lot of fun. Always a pleasure, Jamie. Yeah, you guys are um, the best. One more time, promote whatever you'd like, please. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be uh, acting on the next season of Crashing, which premieres January 14th on HBO. My Twitter is at the Jamie Lee. My really, my really gram. My Instagram is really Jamie Lee, and I have a book out called Wediculous: An Unfiltered Guide to Being a Bride. It's available where books are sold, and there's an audio book and i just got nominated for a voice award wow. for for reading my own audiobook yeah nice work so good it's job. legit it's a good audiobook i stand good by for it. you uh definitely check out crashing i can't vouch for any of the other stuff but crashing yeah. <laughs> fantastic <laughs> in it uh as always jlarsoncomedy.com jlarsoncomedy across facebook twitter instagram and pinterest ryan sickler.com ryan sickler on all social media we'll talk to you all next tuesday